You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of His Holy Spirit about His Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three and One who has come in order to bring us a fully human life. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when I was a little kid, I watched this show that was sort of an old anime show. It it was one of the the first anime shows that really made it big in Japan, and because of where I was living, I got to see some of the the old reruns. The, The show was called Astro Boy. And uh, and Astro Boy was uh, was kind of what it sounds like. He's he's a boy. It's sort of a riff on Pinocchio, if you if you think about that, because the way that. Astro Boy comes into being is that Astro Boy uh, is is sort of a, a replacement child for this guy who is sort of a well mad scientist I guess um, uh, he's somebody who uh, who wants a child but is unable to have a child and so what does he do well he creates a child out of kind of robot parts and he makes. Astro Boy. And for the first little bit of Astro Boy's life, Astro Boy doesn't understand that he is a robot. He doesn't know uh, that he's a robot. He just thinks that he's a regular kid. And apparently his father has done such a good job of making him appear to be a regular kid that even the other kids don't recognize that he is a robot. Until one fateful night. And I still remember this in my head because it made me think, what if I'm a robot? <laughs> One fateful night when the, the father figure in Astro Boy, he comes and he sneaks into Astro Boy's bedroom. And as he sneaks up toward the sleeping Astro Boy with Screwdriver in hand. Astro Boy wakes up. Astro Boy goes, what are you doing? And the father tries to make an excuse, but it doesn't go very far. And then after that, Astro Boy finds out that what his father has been doing in order to mimic the way that other children grow is that his father has been sneaking in about every week and has been replacing his parts with just slightly bigger parts so that it appears that he's growing up even though he is a robot that is incapable of growth. Well, eventually the jig is up and Astro Boy just decides to be Astro Boy. He, he doesn't grow up anymore and he, he goes about 
fighting off the world's uh, evil villains and those that are coming in from outer space. And uh, he does that by flying around. He's got jet feet, and, he, and they go full in on what it means to be kind of a robot. And yet there's always sort of this tension in Astro Boy about, well, you know, is, he, is he real? Is he sort of a, is he a sentient being or is he just, well, a robot? And today we're having that, that conversation in our culture as things get better and better with AI and, and we start thinking about what it means to be a robot and what it means to have artificial intelligence. And yeah, the question comes up is if a robot believes that it is a sentient being, well, then is it a sentient being? You know, what makes us human? What makes us ourselves? What makes us rational actors in the world? Is it the presence or the lack of emotions? Is it the understanding of self? Is it something completely different? And we start getting into these questions about what does it mean to be fully human? Because we know that there are some things in our lives that are not fully human, but they all, they kind of seem like they're uh, almost halfway there. If you know our family, you know that we have a dog. And uh, the, the dog's name is Dixie. And, and uh, right now we're, we're kind of uh, going through that thing of, you know, like, well, is Dixie a sister or is Dixie a dog? Because there are things about your dog or your pet, you know, if you have a pet iguana, this is probably the same thing, where you go, well, there's something human about my iguana. And yet, it's not fully human. And so there's sort of this question of like, okay, well, what is fully human? Well, in an interesting way, we, as sinful human beings on this side of the resurrection, have no place in answering that question because you and I are not what God would consider to be fully human yet. At some level, we are all astro boys and astro girls on this side of the resurrection. There, there's something about us that isn't fully there. And that's what John is talking about in his epistle to the churches that are around him. His first epistle that, um, uh, that is being sent to the churches around John as he's explaining what it means to believe in Jesus. And he has this thing that, that Bob read. He said, uh, brothers and, and sisters, we are children of God. And yet, what we will be has not yet been revealed. And in some ways, that, that's all of us. Uh, all of us are, are in that situation where we all continue to grow, even if bodily what we're doing is the reverse of what's happening to Astro Boy in, in the show. You know, if, if you're no longer growing in your body, but you're kind of shrinking down, or, or maybe you are growing just in different ways, But no matter where you are, you're, you're always growing. You're having these new experiences. There, there's different stuff that is going on around you. And we can't say, this is who you are. 
completely at this juncture. We can't say that until the moment that, well, you've stopped taking breaths. And at that point, we can say, okay, this is who that person was. At that point, we can say, okay, now we know everything that there is to know about this person. But before that, we're always changing, we're always having new experiences, we're always making new choices, and so we haven't fully arrived. And for us as Christians, that's the case with our existence in Christ. In fact, if anything, John just says that we have a better idea of what it is that we're going to be growing up into. That we will be like him. That that is the picture that we're growing up into. And why is Jesus the picture that we're growing up into? Well, because he is the only fully human person since Adam and Eve were created. You see, there's something inside of us that makes us, well, a little bit less than human. And it is the thing that we have inherited from Adam and Eve ever since they ate of the forbidden fruit. Ever since they committed that first sin that caused the mutation in our DNA that caused every single one of us to be born into a sinful state. You and I, Dear friends and neighbors, are not fully human. We are mutants. And not in the cool X-Men way. We kind of look like humans. And there is a humanity within us. But it's not complete yet. That humanity has yet to be completed. And yet Jesus promises us a kingdom in which we can begin to live in today, a kingdom that promises that we shall become fully human. We will be fully human. We will be fully like Jesus. That's what John is saying, that at that moment when we wake up on the resurrection, we will say, This is what it feels like not to be Astro Boy. This is what it feels like for me not to be Pinocchio anymore. This is what it feels like for me to be really human. Because on that day, we will no longer have sin. We will no longer have the thing that detracts from our humanity. And the thing that detracts from our humanity is simply what we confessed this morning. When we said, I have sinned against God in thought, word, and deed. I have sinned against God in terms of my pressing him out of my life and pressing my neighbors out of my life. Because all of those things are true, I am not now fully human. And I need God to come in and I need him to fix that for me. And sort of like the father from Astro Boy, he does exactly that on this side of the plane. He comes in at the dead of night 
or at the moment when I say I forgive you your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and he comes in and he reaffixes new limbs onto us, new things that we've erased by our sins, and he says, I'm going to make this whole again. And he gives us a picture of what that will be like in the gospel reading. In the gospel reading, there's, there's this really interesting moment when Jesus says all of those things that, you know, blessed are these people, for they will do this. And we, we get into all sorts of interesting moments of understanding what's going on in the Beatitudes there, in, in those moments of where Jesus says, blessed are you when this, because this is what you will receive. And we start looking at it in ways that say, well, I need to be a peacemaker. Or I need to mourn a little bit more. I need to be sad so that I can be comforted. Uh, I need to be merciful so that I can receive mercy. And, and we get into this sort of game with God where we think that what Jesus is saying is, well, God, if I do this for you, then you do this for me, and that will be how this works out. And God says, no. No. You're reading it wrong. And in fact, if you look at the whole first part of Matthew 5, what Jesus is doing is not showing you what you need to do in order to become his follower, but he's saying this is what humanity looks like. Because this is what Jesus looks like. Jesus is poor in spirit, meaning he's humble before the Father. Jesus is a peacemaker. Jesus mourns with those who mourn. Jesus hungers and thirsts for righteousness. Jesus does all of those things. He's like, this is what humanity is supposed to look like, and you don't. Yet, in a lot of ways, we want the Beatitudes, to be sort of nice, warm, fuzzy things that we can go, ah, finally I'm blessed. <laughs> but in a lot of ways, we look at that and we say, that's not me. There's so often that I'm not a peacemaker. There's so often that I'm not humble. There's so often that I don't hunger and thirst for righteousness. There's so often that I refuse to be persecuted for the name of Christ. There's so often that these things do not apply to me that I have to recognize that I'm not fully human. I'm not like Jesus. But Jesus offers us a way. And that way is so expertly put in our Revelation reading. You see, our problem is that we're not fully human. Our DNA is corrupted. We are mutants. We are not the thing that we are supposed to be. And so how is it that we get to be the thing that we are supposed to be? Well, John opens up his eyes... And he asked the angel, hey, who are those weirdos in the white robes? And the angel tells him, well, those are the ones, they're leaving the tribulation. And you know what they're doing? 
They're here because they have altered their DNA. They're here because they have washed themselves in the DNA of the Lamb. That blood that is the thing that carries the humanity of Jesus is the thing that is fixing, fixing their lives every time they sin. That every time they act out that mutation that is deep down inside of them, that they are submerged into the blood of the Lamb that makes them pop out again as human and that happens over and over and over again until this moment where they are rejoicing because they no longer have to go to the laundromat. Because now at this moment, they're waving palm branches, symbols of victory, saying, now it is complete. Now I am human. Now no longer does the sin that is so much a part of me have its hold on me. Now I am leaving the tribulation of my sins and the sins of other people. Now I am in perfect blessedness and perfect righteousness. Now I can cease my mourning with the others who are ceasing their mourning around me. Now I no longer hunger and thirst for righteousness because righteousness is there to feed me every day of my existence from this point on. And that is what we celebrate for those who have gone before us in faith. That they are rejoicing. That there is no longer any need for them to wrangle with their sins. There is no longer any need for them to come before the throne of God and to say, I'm sorry, I did it again. But now they can come to that throne and they can say, here I am. Fully human. As you originally designed this body to be. Thank you so much for doing this for me by giving me your blood to bathe in, to wash my robes in, to take into my body on this Sunday morning and to experience the healing and the new humanity that I am given every moment that I have it. Brothers and sisters, on this side of the resurrection, God continues to restore our humanity over and over and over again. But one day, we shall wake up and we will be fully human. To him be praise and honor and glory. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button, which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through His Church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Well,